You are listening to Pandora's Box Radio with Kalia LaRoche. For more information about my products and services, counseling, coaching, hypnotherapy, books, and audios, please visit NarcissismFree.com or PathBackToSelf.com. Hello, and welcome to Pandora's Box. This is Kalia. And today I'm going to dive into the coronavirus conspiracy. I'm frequently asked what I think or feel about what's happening in the world right now regarding the global pandemic. And although I do my best to be positive and see the opportunity in all this, I would never be where I am today if I was a Pollyanna. Now, I've tried to keep my podcasts kind of away from the topic of the global pandemic just to give people a break from it and keep that information coming in about the work that we need to do on ourselves because we always need to be working on ourselves. But this is part of working on ourselves right now because a lot of people, in fact, most people are home, they're sheltering in place and you know, doing doing some research about what's going on or being exposed to the news on a regular basis. And it's important to look at some alternatives of what's going on. I became an authority on narcissistic personality disorder and the accompanying abuse because I'm a researcher by nature. And like many people, I wanted to understand this crazy-making dynamic. The deeper I went into understanding narcissism, the more I realized that we were living in a very narcissistic society. And it wasn't just the Western world either. I talked with people all over the globe who have experienced the devastating effects of narcissistic abuse. As a result, I began to see that there was an epidemic happening with narcissistic personality disorder, what we think of as narcissistic personality disorder, these narcissists, these sociopaths, um, all over the place, we were inundated with this type of personality. What I really found insane was how the sociopaths of the world, who are extremely narcissistic, rise to the top leadership positions all over the world and do massive damage in the name of personal gain, profit, and power. One thing I hear over and over again from different people is, he's such a nice guy, or she's so sweet and kind. But behind the smile and the sweetness is a vindictiveness that most of us can't even fathom. We could never imagine doing to others what extreme narcissists are capable of doing to others. It's as if we're two separate species. We can't relate to this brand of evil. And I'm going to get into that a little bit more later. I've talked about narcissism and evil in the past, and most people who have gone through the ringer with a narcissist would tell me that person was pure evil. It wasn't that those who have been affected by a narcissist are just hurt and angry. Well, they are hurt and angry. This is true and rightfully so. But there's 
a behavior with a true narcissist that's incredibly destructive, heartless, and completely lacking in any kind of empathy for the targeted individual. One can never truly understand the destructive force of a narcissist who has never been targeted by one. It's those who don't understand the degree of damage and the sinister attempts to destroy who minimize, invalidate, and dismiss the trauma of the one who has been targeted. On the whole, we don't want to believe that people are capable of such evils. We like to believe that deep down everyone is good and has a caring heart, and yet there is evidence of the contrary. There are serial killers, rapists, murderers, thieves, con artists, and leaders who are capable of doing the unthinkable. When that kind of evil comes into our personal lives, it's very difficult to integrate. We still may want to project our own goodness, our own caring nature and empathy onto the one who's doing so much intentional damage because we have something called cognitive dissonance. In the field of psychology, cognitive dissonance occurs when a person holds two or more contradictory beliefs, ideas, or values, or participates in an action that goes against one of these three and experiences psychological stress because of that. So this leads me to the topic of my podcast today, which is delving deep into the conspiracy theory. A conspiracy is a secret plan by a group to do something sinister, unlawful, or harmful. A conspiracy theory is a theory that someone is planning or already doing something sinister, unlawful, or harmful. In our current state of affairs, we have something going on that is being called a global pandemic. That pandemic is built around the idea that there is a deadly virus called COVID-19 that is circulating the globe, threatening the lives of the masses. And so to slow or stop the spread of this deadly virus, the governments order the masses to close up their businesses and stay at home. Those issuing the orders are still getting a cushy paycheck. For many, the accompanying economic crash from this pandemic is devastating. At first, when I began to realize something big was happening, I went along with the mainstream opinion. There's a deadly virus. We have to stay home, social distance, and do what we can to boost our immune system. But intuitively, something wasn't feeling right. And so I began to do my research. I don't believe everything I read or hear, but I began to pay attention to what some medical doctors were telling us about what is going on, and also listened to some other authorities who believed there was much more going on than just a virus. I also discovered many medical doctors were talking about how the hospital administrators are requiring the doctors to put coronavirus or COVID-19 as the cause of death on the death certificates, even when they died of other causes, which greatly increases the numbers being given to us by the mainstream media. We might wonder why would they do this? And why would doctors go along with it? Well, not all doctors are going along with it. Some are coming forward and speaking about it. 
They're telling us that the hospitals are hurting right now, that they're empty. The huge pandemic that is supposed to be happening isn't really happening in the way they were told that it would. Because the hospitals are in danger of closing because of lack of business, they get funding from the government for every COVID-19 death. And since they need that funding, they're listing deaths from other causes as COVID-19 related. If the deceased wasn't tested for coronavirus, they're not required to test them after they die, meaning there's no confirmation that many of these deaths are coronavirus related. They can just list coronavirus as the cause of death or as a as contributing to the death. One doctor told us that a man who committed suicide had coronavirus listed as being the cause of death. Because the man may have committed suicide as a result of social isolation, financial devastation, and fear, I guess you you could justify that it was coronavirus-related. One doctor said that a family lost a child in a car accident recently, and the cause of death was listed as coronavirus, which was deeply upsetting to the family because they could not pursue an insurance claim for that accident. The question I had was, why are all these doctors coming forward and telling us that coronavirus deaths are not accurate, that they're being inflated? The mainstream media is feeding us the fear-mongering stories about how the coronavirus deaths may be even higher than we realize, which from what I'm seeing is the exact opposite of what is really going on. They may be much, much lower than we're being told. The deeper I dive into this, the more disturbing it is. We have Bill Gates telling us that they're working on a vaccine for coronavirus And we may not be able to gather in groups until this vaccine is available, and then only those who get the vaccine will be allowed to reintegrate into society. So there's a suggestion that there's going to be mandatory vaccines. One doctor I'm listening to, Dr. Buttar, whose own son fell prey to our system's mandatory vaccination program for young children. As a medical doctor, he's made his life's work to expose the agenda behind mandatory vaccines and how they're causing so much damage and even death to young children. When I found out from many different sources what were in these vaccines, I became sick to my stomach. How could we allow our children to be injected with this stuff? Why do so many people believe what they're told? There's a concern that the mandatory vaccine that's being targeted for the entire global population will contain more than just a vaccine for COVID-19. And many people are saying they cannot be trusted. I was directed to Bill Gates' Instagram page where thousands of citizens are posting, we will not accept your vaccine. So there are thousands upon thousands of people who are aware of this and who are saying no. 
Okay, so I don't know for sure what Bill Gates' agenda is, if any, but I will tell you one thing. When the vaccines are being handed out, I won't be in line, mandatory or not. I'm not being run by fear, and I don't believe that the pandemic is quite what it's being presented to us to be. We need to be willing to do our research and follow the money, rather than sit back and watch the news on television and believe everything that we're being fed. These are called news programs for a reason. They're programming us to believe what we're being told. Perhaps the great awakening that's happening on the planet right now has to do with our dehypnotizing. We've been hypnotized by mainstream media who are owned and controlled by big money and their agendas. The power behind the money cares not for the well-being of the people. So why would we be on lockdown right now? Because the superpowers of our world care about our health? Because they care about whether we live or die? I don't think so. In 1968, there was a pandemic caused by an influenza A, H3N2, and it was first noted in the United States in September of 1968. The estimated number of deaths was a million worldwide and about 100,000 in the United States. Most excess deaths were in people 65 years and older. The H3N2 virus continues to circulate worldwide as a seasonal influenza A virus. There was nothing that resembled a shutdown during this time. So we've been through pandemics before, but nothing like this has ever happened, and it is not the nature of the virus. It's how the world, the globe, is responding to it. One thing I found interesting is the number of people who die every year from the flu. The Center for Disease Control tells us that there are between 12,000 and 61,000 deaths from flu every year in the United States since 2010. So far, we're being told there are 61,000 deaths in the U.S. from COVID-19 at the time of this podcast, but we also have many doctors telling us that these numbers are greatly exaggerated. The question so many are asking is why are we on global lockdown for something that is no worse than the seasonal flu? And and this isn't to minimize the deaths and, and, and the trauma that is happening. It's just asking some really important questions. When you look at how many deaths there are every year from the seasonal flu and how where we are right now isn't much higher, it, it causes us to take a look at what's going on behind the scenes. Most of the people who are supposedly dying from COVID-19 have comorbidity, which are other conditions such as cancer, heart disease, diabetes, lupus, and other conditions. Many people have several other conditions, and many are elderly and infirmed. So we have to go back to the question, did these people really die of the coronavirus? or from their primary health condition. 
There are more and more people right now who are waking up to the realization that there's something going on behind the scenes. We may not know exactly what it is. It could be a combination of things, but we need to be aware. I don't say this to create fear. I say this to do my part in helping people to wake up from their slumber and see behind the curtain, to get people to question, to get people to do their research. Now, there are a couple of doctors from California who are speaking out and telling us that the lockdown is preventing us from developing herd immunity. They tell us that in our history of having pandemics, we never had a lockdown. Those who were sick were quarantined, not the whole world. It's in our intermixing that we develop herd immunity, which will eventually cause us all to develop immunities to COVID-19. In China, where the outbreak first began, someone did a study on how many people in China die every year and then did the numbers of how many deaths they reported as a result of COVID-19 and realized the death toll was actually down from last year. So wait a minute. We're in the middle of a global pandemic where the whole world is on lockdown and China's death toll is down from last year? This doesn't make any sense. There were a group of Chinese recently videotaped shouting from their windows, fake, 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 it's all fake. I wasn't sure what they were talking about. What's all fake? What are they screaming about? If this truly is a scamdemic rather than a pandemic, why? What could possibly be the agenda? Mandatory vaccines? taking away our freedoms, initiating a one-world government, economic collapse and redistribution of the wealth to big corporations. Is there a political agenda? Elections. What about the rollout of 5G? Meanwhile, I will keep doing my research and remain on alert for any action I need to take personally because evil thrives when good men do nothing. We're in the age of Aquarius, the age of revelations, where all is being revealed. So what that means is if there is a global agenda here, we're going to find out what it is. It will be revealed. We aren't buying the stories we're being fed. We're on alert. Some people are getting really restless and angry. One doctor said that he went to a gun store and found out that ammunition is selling out everywhere, probably at the same rate toilet paper has been selling out. People are holding their loaded guns, preparing for a revolution. He tells us that when you take people's freedoms away, they will fight back. Knowledge is power. We need to understand what it is that we are fighting. I certainly hope this pandemic doesn't result in gunfighting in the streets. The collateral damage of locking us in our homes, so to speak, is much greater than the effects of the virus. We do have an increase in suicides, an increase in depression, an increase in domestic violence, and an increase in child abuse since this lockdown started. 
So I, I imagine the increase in alcoholism and drug addiction and things like that are going up too. So the collateral damage is pretty high of, of the lockdown. So let's get back to our lives and develop herd immunity. Let those who are fearful, who are sick or elderly stay home if that's what they feel is best. And let everyone else get back to work before there's a major upheaval and violence. Taking away people's right to a livelihood is a sure cause for a revolution. People will fight back. Now I'm a lover, not a fighter. I believe love is the most powerful force on the planet. But I'm also a realist, and I realize that there is evil at work on this planet, and evil in the hands of those with the most money and power is a recipe for disaster, as we found out just by going back in history. I've always felt this was a time where narcissism will be taking its last stand before we all stand up and say enough. We won't have this. We won't allow for this. Matt Kahn talks about a love revolution. That would be better than a gun revolution for sure. Perhaps we can quietly resist against the evils of humanity with love. Or maybe we need to bring our voices together in favor of a world that is safe and healthy for all of us to live in. Love is the way and love is a powerful force. So let's bring our voices together and speak out for love to triumph over evil. It's time. It's time. As a spiritual healer, there's another perspective that I feel is both exciting and it gives us hope for those of you who are spiritually inclined or even interested in learning more about this. It causes us to stretch our minds a bit. If you are into spirituality, metaphysics, astrology, or even Christianity, you may already believe in something called the Ascension. From a metaphysical perspective, the ascension is when the vibration of the planet begins to raise up in frequency. As the frequency of the planet raises up, more of our shadow and the shadow of humanity is exposed. This means we either need to heal our issues or we will succumb to them. The more our frequency raises up, the less harmonious the earth becomes to the lower level energies the lower frequencies, which include the service-to-self, narcissistic, and sociopathic energies. We may imagine that as the vibration of the planet goes up, that the lower-level energies passively fall away, but the opposite tends to happen. The darkness is not going down without a fight. The more they feel that they're losing control, the harder they fight to regain that control. But because the process of ascension is about the earth and its people moving into a higher vibration, um, some will say moving into the photon belt, which is a period of much greater light, the darkness will completely lose control. And this is because that level of darkness can't operate in this new level of light. The light actually exposes the darkness and its agenda. I've been tracking this transit of the Earth moving into the photon band since the year 2000, when I had a series of visions showing me something that I really got curious about, which was 
that the earth was splitting in two. And it was almost as if there were two earths being created in this vision that that it was almost like a cellular division, like a cell divide, where the earth was splitting, dividing. And what I saw at the time was was two different frequencies, two different energies. I was being shown that the earth is moving away, splitting. It's going into a new energy. So I, I've been tracking this transit of the earth moving into the photon band and we were thought to have begun the transit into the band of light in or around 2012, which was the end of the Mayan calendar. The end of the Mayan calendar didn't mean the end of the world, as many people believed. It meant the end of a 26,000-year cycle that the Mayans were tracking through their calendar. The photon belt is the galactic plane alignment of hundreds of billions of Milky Way star systems. Our solar system orbits across this photon belt twice in approximately 26,000 years, which is called the precession of the equinox. This great crossing occurs every 13,000 years. The great purification naturally occurring at this time is the result of the surge in brilliant photonic light from the great central sun out through the conduit of the galactic plane photon belt. There are times during our 26,000-year revolution around Alcyon that our solar system sits either partly or fully within the photon belt, referred to as periods of light, and greater periods of time where our solar system is not within this photon belt, which is referred to as periods of darkness. The good news is is that we are already entering the photon belt, initiating a period of light, but it's a slow transit. It doesn't happen overnight. It almost seems like things are getting darker before they get lighter, and this is because we are entering the period of purification. If we go back to Bruce Lipton's work with cellular biology, he talks about during the metamorphosis of the butterfly, while the caterpillar is at the end of its life, the cells go into chaos. The resistant cells are fighting and trying to regain control. Their old purpose is falling away, and they don't know what their new job is. Eventually, the new imaginal cells, which form the body of the butterfly, consume the resistant cells and move into the new reality. If we are indeed in the metamorphosis of our species, we're in the period of chaos or uprising where things are no longer going to be the same. We're leaving the old reality, which is the life of the caterpillar, and we're moving into the new reality, which is the life of the butterfly. We're in a process of human evolution. The new reality will truly be inhospitable to sociopathic service-to-self energies, but we aren't there yet. Many of the truly dark sociopathic entities on the planet are at the end of their life. They could potentially die out. I go back to something Barbara Marks Hubbard said about the evolution of our species. She said nature itself is compensating for the destructive nature of humanity by giving birth to a new mutant species, 
one whose nature is to be loving, kind, compassionate, empathetic, and concerned for the planet and all living beings. These hybrids or mutants started populating the Earth after the first atomic bomb was dropped. It's as if nature herself was able to see that humans, if left to their own resources, would destroy all life on the planet. So it adapted by producing a more evolved, more conscious human. This makes sense to me because most of us who have been affected by the narcissists of the world can't comprehend their reality. We see the narcissists and sociopaths of the world as aliens. They make no sense to us. But what if we're the aliens? What if we've come here this time to bring in the needed energy to raise the vibration of the earth, to help our planet to make it shift into a much higher place? If you go on to YouTube and search different spiritually based influencers and what they're saying about this time, Many are bringing in this new energy, this new awareness. They're talking about it. Some are speaking about what is happening with the global elite and their agendas, but they stay positive and encourage all of us to stay positive. We have to find a way to walk between the worlds right now, to hold the light of love, but still remain aware of what's going on around us. We're not meant to close our eyes. Awakening is about opening our eyes and seeing the truth. It's also about rising up to a higher level of awareness and a higher vibration energetically. I had a dream many years ago about this mass of dark energy in front of me. And I was guided to let out this loud, piercing tone. As I toned, this massive energy shattered and dissolved. It couldn't handle the vibration. I believe I was being shown something very important. The dark energy can't withstand the higher frequency vibrations. So we need to tone, meditate, and hold the love to the very best of our ability. Stay tuned in and plugged into the love vibration, and stay out of fear. Fear lowers our vibration. Keep yourself plugged into positive and inspiring information and be willing to believe, see, and imagine in your mind's eye a world evolving into a truly peaceful planet. Be sure to remain tuned in to what's happening within you. Don't dissociate from yourself, but stay stay plugged into your emotions, to your feelings, to your thoughts, to your beliefs, to what's going on in your inner realm, because this is very important. And this is the stuff I often will talk about. So I hope, uh, hope I haven't lost you along the way. If you're still with me, thank you. I know this is a lot of information. And uh, it's it's a lot of ideas. But I feel that this is the time I've been guided to speak about this for a very long time. And this is the time where I need to step out and start talking more about the evolution of our species, the more about um, rising up out of narcissism, instead of just talking about what the narcissist is and, and how to recover from narcissistic abuse. Right now, we're in the 
a place of recovering from a narcissistic society, which is huge. And which involves all of us coming together, all of us hybrids, all of us mutants, all of us imaginal cells coming together to create the body of the butterfly, to create the new earth reality. Thank you for listening. And if you'd like to know more about my work, you can find me at NarcissismFree.com. And I'm also starting a new website that is going to be focused on the deeper spiritual components of my work. And that's the NewEarthCenter.org. So if you're interested in going there, um, I've got a mailing list that you can sign up for. Right now, I'm working on a audio hypnosis program that I will offer for people who sign up for the mailing list. But um, if you'd like to go there, you can you can go ahead and sign up for that as well. I'm going to be starting also a um, Facebook group called the New Earth Tribe. And that's just to, you know, come together and discuss these ideas of spiritual evolution, this these ideas of, of the transformation of our species into its new form. So if that interests you at all, um, that's a place where you can go to plug in. Thanks again for listening. Have a great week and we'll see you in the next podcast. Mm-hmm.